book of Matthew, chapter 15, verses 21 through 28. Now, there are some stories in the Bible that make us scratch our heads when we read them. Now, what do I mean? They can be hard to understand or really hard to understand what is going on. And sometimes we wonder why certain things happened the way they did. Uh, For instance, if you turn back into the book of Numbers, we have the story of Balaam and his donkey. He was going to place a curse on Israel and and the Lord sent an angel to stop him. And the angel was standing in the way, but Balaam couldn't see the angel, but the donkey could. And then Balaam started beating the donkey. And then God opened the mouth of the donkey and the donkey started speaking to Balaam. And Balaam was so angry, he he didn't even catch the fact that his donkey was talking to him. And then God opened the eyes of Balaam and Balaam could see the angel standing there with a sword drawn about to kill him. So what makes, you know, what makes you scratch your head <coughs> is the fact of why didn't God just open up Balaam's eyes at the beginning and let Balaam see the angel? And I believe one reason is we don't understand God's ways. And second, would Balaam have really turned back or would Balaam have went ahead and listened to God if God had not had the donkey speak to him and then open his eyes after the fact? Or what we're going to look at today. A woman comes to Jesus for her daughter to be healed and Jesus first ignores her. Then he refuses to help her. Then he insults her. But then he finally does as she asks. So why would Jesus have done that? When this was someone who came to him for help. And again, we don't understand God's ways, but we will see that there was a reason why Jesus did this. So open your Bibles to the book of Matthew chapter 15, and we'll be looking at verses 21 through 28. It's written, And Jesus went thence and departed into the coast of Tyre and Zidon. And behold, a woman, a Canaanite, came out of the same coasts and cried, saying unto him, Have mercy on me, O Lord, the son of David. My daughter is miserably vexed with the devil. But he answered her not a word, Then came him his disciples and besought him, saying, Send her away, for she crieth after us. But he answered and said, I am not sent but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. Yet she came and worshipped him, saying, Lord, help me. And he answered and said, It is not good to take the children's bread and cast it to the whelps. But she said, Truth, Lord, 
Yet indeed the whelps eat of the crumbs which fall from their master's table. Then Jesus answered and said unto her, O woman, great is thy faith, be it to thee as thou desirest. And her daughter was made whole at that hour. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before you, just ask your blessings upon the reading of your word. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today, Lord, as we worship. Just illuminate your word for us and help us to learn from it. And Lord, I just pray that you would be with us today and just overshadow us with your love and watch care. And Lord, again, we just lift up those that could not be here today, those that may be sick and shut in, those that have lost loved ones, those that may be traveling. Lord, we just lift them up to you and just ask your blessings upon each one. And Lord, I just pray that you would just continue to be with us and be with me, Lord, today as I, as I preach your word. Lord, I just pray that you would just illuminate your word, help us just to take what we learn today and apply it into our daily life. And Lord, I also just pray that you would just speak to hearts today. And if there's anyone here today that needs to make any decision, I pray that you would speak to their hearts. And Lord, I just pray that you would just bind down Satan and let me have no part of this service. We just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen. <clears throat> now, if we go back, what happens earlier in the chapter really sets the stage for what happens in this passage. Jesus had had a confrontation with the Pharisees. He had been teaching... And then the Pharisees, you know, came to him and he has a confrontation with them. And what we also see is after this confrontation, the disciples come to him and, and they're like, you know, you've insulted the, the Pharisees. And then Jesus tells the disciples to let them alone. Let the blind lead the blind is what he says. But then the disciples ask something else of him. They ask him to describe or to explain the parable that he had been teaching. And Jesus explains it to him, but he's, you know, we can see his frustration with the disciples because he's like, you don't understand this? You know what I just said? Look back at, at verse 16. He says, are you yet without understanding? Because they should have understood what he was teaching. They had already been with him for a while. So after this confrontation, Jesus and the disciples go up into the area of Tyre and Zidon, which is outside of Israel. So they're not even in Judea anymore. They have left Israel. And why I mention that is that is very important about what's, you know, about what's about to happen. It's very important to what's about to happen. So the Jewish leaders had rejected Jesus. The Jews were rejecting Jesus. And now he and the disciples go out of Jewish territory. They go into Gentile territory, Canaanite territory. They're out of Judea. And when they arrive in this territory... This woman comes up to them that is a Canaanite. And she starts to beseech Jesus to heal her daughter. She wants her daughter healed of this possession. And then what happens? We see when she starts crying out, Jesus ignores her. He doesn't say anything. But then look at what the disciples do. 
the disciples asked Jesus to send the woman away. Why? If you look at what they say, they're saying, send her away for she crieth after us. Basically, they're saying she's getting on our nerves. Get rid of her. She's getting on our nerves. She keeps following us. But then, notice he doesn't send her away. Instead, he responds to her. After the disciples had said this, he tells the woman that he is sent only for the lost sheep of Israel. I've come only for the lost sheep of Israel. Not for anyone else. But instead of leaving, the woman gets closer and she falls down and starts to worship him. And then she says, Lord, help me. And then, what does Jesus do? Jesus insults her. Look at what he says in verse 26. It's not good to take the children's bread and cast it to the whelps. Basically, the word here does not mean mangy dog. It means a pet dog in the Greek. Jesus is saying it's not good for us to take bread from the masters or for the, from the children of the master and throw it to their pets. So he calls her and all Gentiles pet dogs of the Jews. Now before we see the conclusion, let's, ex let's go a little bit more in depth as to what's going on here. Now, this is a story of great faith. It's a story of persistent faith. But what's going on here is Jesus is giving an object lesson to the disciples. Because had Jesus ever refused anyone's request for help? No. And we already know that he had healed and responded to Gentiles before. Because before this happened, he had already healed the centurion's servant. So this is an object lesson for the disciples. And it's an object lesson regarding the Jews. The Jews had been rejecting Jesus. They've been rejecting. But what have we seen? The Gentiles, the Samaritans, they were not considered Jewish. They were considered Gentiles. The Samaritans had been responsive to Jesus. The Romans, the centurion, he had been responsive to Jesus. Jesus said he had not seen any, you know, so great a faith in Israel, in the people of Israel that the centurion had. And now this Canaanite woman is showing response to Jesus. So the Gentiles were responding to Jesus, and the Jews were rejecting him. He had had a confrontation with the Pharisees. The Jewish leaders were rejecting him. But then we also see that the disciples were failing to understand his message. They were failing to understand his message. But notice something else. Remember I said this would be important. They had left Jewish territory. 
They had left Jewish territory. They had went into Gentile territory. They were in Tyre and Zidon, north of Israel. Tyre and Zidon was Phoenicia. That was Phoenician territory. This Gentile woman had heard Jesus was in the area and she comes seeking him. Whereas the Jews were rejecting Jesus. You had a Gentile coming to him. So what had happened is, is we see that Jesus' fame had spread even into northern Israel and up into the Gentile territories. This woman come to see him. The Jewish leaders were rejecting The Canaanite woman recognizes something about Jesus when she comes to him. Look at what she says. She calls him son of David. That's a messianic title. The Jews had rejected Jesus as the Messiah. They didn't believe he was the Messiah. This woman recognizes him as the Messiah and she's Gentile. She calls him son of David, then she calls him Lord or Master. Someone worthy of worship. And we see that she does start to worship him. So she recognizes Jesus as the Messiah. But notice what happens. When she recognizes Jesus as the Messiah and she calls him son of David and she calls him Lord, someone worthy of worship, he ignores her. Why? I believe it was to see what the disciples were going to do. Because what was going to happen? After Jesus was crucified, Jesus knew he was going to the cross. He knew he was going to be crucified. He knew these disciples were going to be the ones to spread the gospel. Instead of showing this woman mercy, they tell Jesus to get rid of her. Think about that. These were going to be the leaders of the church. They had already been with Jesus for over a year and they're sitting here telling Jesus to get rid of this woman instead of showing her mercy. Even after they had been hearing Jesus' sermons. I believe he wanted to see what they were going to do. Look back at verse 18. But those things which proceed out of the mouth come from the heart and they defile the man. Jesus had been talking about what defiled someone. Jesus had said what goes into the person doesn't defile them, it's what comes out. What did the disciples just do whenever they told him, Get rid of her. Send her away. She's crying after us. They're showing what's in their heart. 
Here was a woman who was showing faith in Christ, who was a Gentile, who was calling him Lord and Messiah. And instead of showing her mercy, the disciples say, send her away. So what did that do? That shows what's in their heart. And that showed that the disciples were defiled. That's unmerciful, what they had just said. But Jesus did not send her away. Instead, he's going to show the disciples what the power of faith can do even when faith comes from a Gentile. Because remember, the disciples are under this this belief that the Messiah was only for the Jews. But what does Ezekiel say in his name will the Gentiles trust? The disciple was for, or the Messiah was for all people. Jew and Gentile. Jesus did not send her away. Instead, he uses her faith, which he knew about because he knows our hearts. He uses her faith as an object lesson for the disciples. So Jesus answers her. And his answer is what the disciples would believe. I'm not sent, but unto the lost sheep of the house of Israel. So he's telling her, I'm not sent for the Gentiles. I'm sent for the Jews. Now, what we see in the Bible is that the gospel was to go to what? The Jews first, then the Gentiles. The Gentiles would hear it. But Jesus is saying here what the disciples believed. I'm just sent for the Jews. So he refuses her. But then she persists. She shows persistent faith. And she goes closer to Jesus and she starts to worshiping him. But notice something, when he says this to her, he's affirming something that she had said. He's affirming that, yes, I am the Messiah. She had called him son of David, and he affirms it. Yes, I am the son of David, I'm I'm the Messiah. But he refuses her. And notice something else, when he says this, I'm just sent for for the lost sheep of Israel, Where is he? He's not in Israel. He had left Israel. He's in Gentile territory. The disciples, if you notice, they didn't even catch the significance of this. He says, I'm only sent for the, for the lost sheep of Israel. He's 30 miles or so outside of Israel's territory.
But the woman persisted. To me, this woman caught the significance of Jesus being there. She heard about it and she came to him, showing her faith. She knows that Jesus can heal her daughter. He can get rid of this demon that had possessed her daughter. And instead of leaving, even after Jesus says this to her, she goes to him and she kneels down and starts to worship him. And then she says, Lord, help me. Again, showing her faith. And then Jesus does something else. He insults her to prove her faith to the disciples. Remember, the disciples are standing there watching all this. He tells her that it is not good to take the children's food or the children's bread and cast it to the whelps or the pet dog. What does she do? Instead of leaving, she responds. And she responds out of faith. Look at what she says. Truth, Lord. So she acknowledges that Jesus is for the Jews. The Messiah is for the Jews. Then she says, Yet indeed the whelps eat the crumbs which fall from the master's table. So she says, even though you're sent for the Jews and you are the bread or the spiritual bread for the Jews, the Gentiles can get the crumbs that fall onto the ground. She recognized him as Lord of all when she said this. And then what happens? Jesus heals her daughter. He heals her daughter. So why would Jesus do all this? even when we know as soon as this woman had come to him that he was going to heal her daughter. Why would he make her go through all that? Again, I believe it was to show the disciples about the power of God and the power of faith. But he was also trying to teach something else to disciples. And I believe it was Mercy. He was trying to teach them about mercy. The disciples did not want to help this woman. They didn't want to help her. They told Jesus to send her away. But instead, Jesus shows her mercy. Whenever the disciples said send her away, they were showing what was in their hearts. But I also believe he was trying to teach them about something else, persistent faith. 
Now, throughout the scripture, persistent faith is seen in different areas. Abraham had persistent faith. He continued to believe God would fulfill his promise. Moses had persistent faith. And here, this woman has persistent faith, and this is the main point here, persistent faith. The Jews had been showing a lack of faith, whereas this Gentile woman was showing great faith, persistent faith. She never gave up. When Jesus ignored her, when Jesus refused her, and when Jesus insulted her, she never gave up. When the disciples had said, get rid of this woman, she never gave up. She continued to ask for help. Persistent faith does not give up. Even in the face of adversity. What we see is is that the disciples' response, Jesus' response, did not hinder this woman's faith. She continued to have faith that Christ could heal. And she knew, based on her faith, that Jesus would heal. So she continued to ask. She never gave up. Faith is the key. It was her faith. Faith greater than that of the Pharisees. Faith greater than that of the Jews. That God acknowledged. Jesus did not act immediately. We see that. She had to ask three times. But when he answered, her daughter was healed immediately. Her daughter was healed immediately. Persistent faith. You know, sometimes when we look at our prayers, when we look at faith, sometimes we feel like God doesn't hear our prayers. We feel like God doesn't answer our prayers. Yet, we need to have persistent faith and continue to ask. We need to have persistent faith, and we must ask and believe God will hear and answer our prayers. And sometimes the answer will be no. Sometimes it may take weeks, it may take months for the answer to come, but we need to continue to ask. We need to continue to show faith in God. Because persistent faith, even when all seems hopeless, and it seems as if God was, will not hear Our persistent faith should tell us that one, God will show us mercy, two, God will hear, and three, God will respond to our faith. Because it is faith that God responds and acknowledges. We need to have faith at all times and in all things. Just like this Canaanite woman had faith even when she was refused and ignored and insulted, she continued to have faith because she knew Jesus would hear and heal her daughter. Let's stand for prayer. Our most gracious and loving Father, Lord, as we come before, I just thank you for your word. 
thank you, Lord, that we can just learn from your word. And I pray, Lord, that we would just take what we learn and help us just to apply it into our walk. And Lord, I just pray that, again, if there's anyone here that doesn't know you as Lord and Savior, if there's anyone here that needs to make any decision, that you would speak to their hearts. Just continue to be with us. Continue to overshadow us with your love and watch care. I just ask this in your son's precious and holy name, Jesus Christ. Amen.